Hey everybody, welcome back to part four of the Peak Performance on the Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast. If you're just tuning in now, my name is Peter Bolden and I am the co-host alongside with my partner, Dr. Craig Spodak in Delray Beach, Florida. And with 45 years of combined experience and seven locations between us, our mission is to create life-changing impact for entrepreneurial dentists through our Bulletproof Pathway. And that goes from starting at Vision all the way through the process of, you know, financial education and wealth. Um, again, this is part four. We've gone over so far. We've gone over in, in the buckets of what I'm putting this in. This is a non-dental, this is a non-dental series or bonus part of uh, the Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast. And we're just going over peak performance because I care about you as a human, as a body. And um, I think it's interesting because many people seek me out, like I've said on previous pods, either for dentistry, of course, uh, the business of dentistry, marketing, things like that, cryptocurrency, but also biohacking. Um, so I, I think sharing is caring, and I wanted to excuse that if you heard that loud thunder here in Atlanta. But I think sharing is caring, and um, and I'm fascinated by a lot of this stuff. So I put together this kind of a short. I wanted to do kind of a short series where I'm breaking down what I think is the key buckets of what you should be looking at for peak performance and using your body. Um, because we only get one, we get one and we get one ticket in this world. So without further ado, I will, um, I will move in to, uh, the last two, I will move into the last two buckets of, of this series or this bonus series, which is, um, talking about brain training or, or, um, enhancing brain function or using your brain to the best advantage. And then talking about longevity or increasing the longevity of your lifespan and creating quality years. I think, I think in our lifetimes, I think a hundred will be the new 60 or 60 will be the new 100, however you're supposed to say it. Um, but I think a hundred is going to be no problem. You know, science and data and big data and computing and AI, they are all converging, um, to help us. And, um, but we have to kind of take advantage of that technology and use it to our advantage. But, but I don't think that seeing people that are a uh, hundred years plus is going to be crazy by the time we're into that range of our lives. So, and again, I'm 46 years old. And, um, and I think if you're born today, like our children, that, that, you know, there's going to be something that you're going to reach. And I'll talk about this later, but you know, there's, there's something called escape velocity where science gains you a year for every year that you're on earth. Um, and it just keeps enhancing the longevity of your body um, through quality years, not just becoming, you know, your brain on on a, on a uh, you know on a on a not a petri dish, but you know what I'm trying to say a beaker, you know something like that. You've seen that in kind of science science movies, but that's not that's not the point. It's it's incre- it's increasing lifespan with quality years, being able to still run and move and think and and discuss and converse all the things. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to jump right back into train your brain. This is one of my favorite things, and I spoke about the bulletproof. Uh, coffee stuff and adding nootropics there, but I think nootropics are awesome, and you can definitely tell when you are, um, when you are on them. You know, some of the most simple and basic ones, you know, are ginseng and things like that. But yeah, I don't really see a difference. But like, I got involved with looking at nootropics. Um, I think maybe through Ben Greenfield, or maybe even the movie that um, what is the movie called? Um, Limitless with Bradley Cooper, right? When that pill, that pill, the lifelong, the, the pill that they're actually describing is a pill called modafinil in that. And so it's, it was, it's a prescription drug designed for 
people who are narcoleptic. Um, but I know some people who have it because of their schedule or whatnot, but it does kind of act like different than Adderall in that it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't give you that kind of jitters, you know, Adderall is a methamphetamine and obviously by prescription only same with modafinil. So I'm not advocating anything other than, um, that to expose you to some, what some of the nootropics are. A nootropic is something that really just opens up and enhances the quality of your thinking, the clarity, the understanding, um, just makes you feel mentally more stable. Um, and like I said, the, the, one of the easiest things is, is a mushroom mix and you can Google this on Amazon. Um, but like shaga mushrooms and lion head and things like that, they make mushroom mixes and you can just add them or augment them to your coffee. And it's a pretty thing. You just put a scoop in, you really can't taste it. It actually kind of tastes like coffee. Even if you just were to taste it as a whole, um, but mushroom mix is, is, you know, there's, there's powers beyond being a nootropic. You know, there's some anti-cancer, antiviral, antifungal, things like that. Um, but mushroom mixes are something to just add to coffee or, you know, some people just drink it as kind of like a tea. Nicotine is, I'm not advocating that someone start smoking by any means. I'm just talking about nootropics as a whole. Nicotine is, is a very powerful nootropic. You know, some people utilize it, the gum for that. And again, you're a dentist. I'm not advocating either one of those. My job is just to kind of, my job, my purpose here today is just to discuss what a nootropic is. There are some underground um, nootropics that Ben Greenfield talks about. I'm going to close down some of these, but there, there are some things that, you know, are, are regulated or kind of off grid. Um, and I am a fan of Ben Greenfield. I think he's a good biohacker. I think he's, you know, his podcast is pretty fascinating. Sometimes he goes off the deep end a little bit. He's actually been on the Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast, believe it or not. So if you don't know who Ben Greenfield, is, I think it's the biggest fitness pod in the world. <clears throat> but sometimes, you know, he does some crazy stuff like he injects stem cells into his, you know what, um, I've seen him do IV push uh, NAD, uh, which which I've done, but not not through a push because it, it's super intense. I've done it through an IV bag. Um, but anyway, he talks about in this article here. So if you get if you're listening, um, you can just Google Ben Greenfield. Um, but this article is called "Booster Brain Power" with these four underground, highly effective nootropic compounds that most people don't know about, um, and it's just kind of fascinating to see that. Um, some of the things that are available and out there. And, and a lot of people, believe it or not, you know, people in Silicon Valley in the, are, were notorious for taking modafinil. And I think that's where the movie Limitless came from because they were able to get quality, quality time and output from their brain um, without having kind of habit-forming stuff like Adderall. Sometimes can be habit-forming. But as we all know, like in, in, uh, in college, you know, a lot of people used Adderall, even back in the day when I was in college, you know, 100 years ago. People were using Adderall, you know, right around test time to study because it just created this, like, blinders on. Um, so, a nootropic is essentially just a brain-enhancing thing. And some of them are natural, some of them are not. Um, but there is a whole science around this. So, I'm not saying train your brain through nootropics, but I think it's a really interesting thing. And a lot of people ask me about it, so I felt... I felt, uh, I felt I wanted to just discuss it a little bit. There's another idea I got. The next one, the next idea I have in this train your brain is something, um, called luminosity. And I got this idea from Rob Deerdick who Rob, Rob Deerdick was the, I don't know if most of you know him. He had the, uh, he's had the, um, the show on MTV where he, the bloopers, um, God, what is that? Why am I drawing a blank? 
anyway, he started DC Shoes. He is quite the businessman. I listened to tons of his. He, he is one of the most shocking people I've ever listened to in a pod. Um, he was on the pod, My First Million, and I just listened to him, and I couldn't believe how sharp he was. I, I kind of put him in the category of this skater dude, but I couldn't imagine. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how smart and, and his business acumen was just off the charts. So there's no, there's no question why he's so successful because he's put in the hard work. One of the things he said, though, is he said, look, first thing I do in the morning, I don't start out and just like jump into emails. He's like, I warm my brain up, right? This neuroplasticity, I use this app called Luminosity. And it's basically you just play games. And it's a good way to kind of wake your brain up as opposed to just going into almost like flight or fight with your email, which it can do that. It can, you can jack your cortisol levels up right off the gate if you're just going right into emails and who knows what you're going to read right in the morning. So the, he uses luminosity in the morning to just kind of play games and get his brain warmed up. No different than if you were going to go start sprinting for the day. You would, you would warm up and take a couple of warm-up laps. The brain is probably no different in that aspect. So it's a cool thing. I use it. I have a subscription. I like it. You know, you don't even, you're, it looks like you're playing games, but it's one of the first things I do in the morning just as kind of a warm-up. And I do feel like there's better output because of that warm-up, right? As opposed to jumping right in and almost going by, by, by cortisol or epinephrine kind of right out of the gate. Um, another way I think for training your brain I'm a big fan of Dan Sullivan. Um, he's part of the Genius Network and things like that. But Dan is, is a coach to thousands. I think he's coached 30,000 entrepreneurs. He's one of the most famous entrepreneurial coaches because he breaks things down so simply. And one of the things he says is he has off days, he has buffer days, and he has peak days. Um, or rest days, I should say. It should, that actually should say rest it's off days, buffer days. No, it's just a peak. My apologies. So obviously in off days, you need to completely tune out. You need to not be doing anything. And for most of us, that's on a Saturday and Sunday, right? So those are good off days. Buffer days usually consist of you prepping what you're needing to do, things that you can kind of do real mundane that are prepping you in for the peak days. Because so much of what we do, right, right 20% of our efforts usually produce 80% of our results. And, you know, it's the, it's Pareto's principle. And I don't, I think our efforts and what we do in life, I think that, that, that Pareto principle prevails in a lot of things. So finding your time where you're most productive, a finding your days and using kind of that, that like, as, like, as, um, Naval says, you know, you want to, you want to train, uh, you want to sprint, you want to rest, and then you want to reassess what you've done. No different. Dan's saying basically you want to have off days, buffer days, and then peak days. But stress, stressing yourself in hard days, and then resting equals growth. So just like the reason we don't go to the gym every single day, expecting there to be results every single day of muscle, because you're in muscle training, as you all know, you're breaking down the muscle, and then you're allowing it to heal. And what it heals in, it, it gets bigger and stronger. No different. Right. So allow yourself the capacity. Don't just go seven days a week and say things like I'll sleep when I'm dead and, you know, all this hustle, hustle, hustle till we die kind of thing. That is that is ignorant, in my opinion. And I used to be a fan of that stuff because I we used to say I will outwork you. I will do this now. Kind of like kind of like the philosophy. If you want to have an axe, uh, a wood chopping fight and and I'm going to fight someone who's got tons of muscles, I, I'm going to not fight. Uh, competition, I'm going to sit there and sharpen the axe for, for, for the lion's share of the time that's given, right? So it's working smarter, not harder, and working in 
bursts, not just thinking that you can consistently have the same output. Um, another thing is, is don't force your flow for innovation, right? There are times when you're going to find you being innovative and creative and a visionary. And there are times when you cannot just schedule that in your day. Like, here's my thinking time because it might not strike you at that time. I always say that sometimes in motion, you get that, whether through walking or working out or driving, you get those ideas and be sure to kind of capture that and write them down and don't expect them to come back and revisit your brain. Sometimes they're fleeting thoughts. Um, but again, I think I see so many people trying to schedule time for masterminding or clarity or whatever, and you just might not be in that mindset. So if you're not, it's like it's the, the adage is like people who write a book, right? They, they try to, to, sometimes they are just in flow and the words are just spewing out of their brain onto the paper. But other times they get in there and it's like, hey, I allotted 11 to 2 to write this book and nothing's coming out. That's when you just kind of take a wrap and give yourself some grace and try again another time or wait because the, the, the creativity may strike you at a different time. If that doesn't work, then just do some nootropics. And, but I'm kidding, obviously. Okay, stop what you're doing. The Bulletproof Summit is coming at you June 3rd and 4th at the Grand Hyatt in Nashville. The Grand Hyatt is located in the Gulch, which as most of you know is the best area of Nash Vegas. So we'll be featuring new, never done before Bulletproof tracks for doctors, team, and hygienists. There's going to be some VIP tickets available, but book by May 2nd and you can receive some group discounts for your team. Prices will also go up for the last 50 tickets. And tickets are already half gone for this event, and it will sell out like all previous years. This is the biggest no-brainer in dentistry. If you want to elevate yourself, your team, and your practice, check it out. BulletproofSummit.com. We'll see you there. Um, last thing is, is, is like I just mentioned, doing work in spurts, chunks of time. Don't expect yourself to be able to do eight hours of work. Do your hardest work in chunks of time. 60 to 90 minutes is about all you can do. It's about all you can do um, at, at blocks of time and then allow yourself even throughout the day to kind of do some mindless things like check email or look at news or whatever. The last thing is, especially with news, right, is be careful of the, con- of the media that you are consuming, whether that's Instagram, whether that's news media, right, and consider the source because, um, because it's a tape player, like my, my mom has said. And my mom actually listens to the pod, which my parents listen to the pod, which sometimes when they say, hey, when you said this, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you guys listened. You're, I thought it was only for dentists. But my mom used to say, be careful of the things that you put into your brain. It's a tape recorder. Be careful of the things you say to yourself. It's a tape recorder, and your mind's going to listen. So be careful of your media consumption, right, what you're listening to, what you're consuming, whether that's blogs, movies, whatever, Instagram, Facebook, Um, and find something that's a little more stimulating where you're not caught up in, you know, keyboard warrior wars with someone who you'll never meet or care about on, on social media. Um, find ways to serve yourself, stimulate your brain, stimulate your mind, stimulate your relationships and, uh, and feed your brain and your mind and your thoughts. Good shit. Not, um, not things that are designed to keep you watching, right? If it reads, it bleeds. That's the way news is designed to be scary, Creating that visceral response from us of being scary, um, you know, because our two primal primal things we want to make sure we're doing is 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 uh, you know thrive and survive, and and they they prey on. I think the news sources prey on that because they want us to be like, holy shit, the sky is falling. I better just sit here all day long and watch the news. You know, they've got ads to sell. 
So moving on from that, that is training your brain. The last thing is something that I think I'm just really interested in. And I don't know. And again, it is longevity. And I'm interested in longevity, not from a narcissism standpoint, but I think that, look, if I get to see, meet my, my kids' kids, if I get to meet my grand, great-grandkids and I have the ability to do so because I was paying attention to what science could offer and I was a, you know, a young Thundercat 100-year-old because I was paying attention to science, like that'd be awesome, right? What I don't want to do is get to being 70 and saying, oh, shit, I should have done all these things. And if I could have, I could have had 30 30 years if I had just been paying attention. So I don't want to live a life of, of regret when I know like, I love my life. I love the people in my life. I love all the things. And so if I can extend that, like, let's do that. So longevity, I think, and Peter Diamandis says this, he says, at the end of the spectrum, you see life as short and precious, right? When you're kind of at the tail end, you'll consider yourself lucky if you make it to age 75. On the other end, now we have another, another group that's focused on making it the 100-year-old, the new 60. And you see aging as a disease. You actively track breakthroughs in biotech through like gene therapies and CRISPR and cellular medicines that have the potential to slow or even reverse aging. And, um, you know, and things like, you know, I mentioned in some of the testing, like the gallery test, like that's a new test that you can, you know, look for, be looking for cancers that could potentially take you out. Um, you know, but there's other things in terms of longevity. In diet, so there, there are a couple of things that I will talk about in longevity. I think it's, again, I think this is one of the most interesting components of, of biohacking. Um, and there's, a, there's basically, I'm going to start going through the list of kind of what I think. I think if you're going to do nothing more than just intermittent fasting, it has been proven. And here is a link that's going over the link of um, basically scientists identify how many, how many hours to eat to optimize longevity. And again, that has to do with kind of shortening the feeding window, and um, and it's really an insulin insulin response. So there's definitely science to this. They've studied rats, they've studied humans, but um, but the humans are not conclusive enough because obviously the longevity thing that's hard to. This is kind of newer research, but but intermittent fasting is there is consensus among the medical community that kind of shortening that window, that feeding window from from you know, let's call it from shortening it from 16 hours. If you're getting eight hours of sleep down to seven, that there are longevity effects that happen through glucose control and, and, and things not being spiked and ramped up and hormones and all these things and just wearing your organs down. There's, there is genuine science to longevity with this. So if you're, so the simplest hack, I did a talk once on all this stuff, um, to a group of men, and I said, look, if you're not taking away any of these this like crazy stem cells and gallery tests and and nootropics, if you take away nothing, like just try to intermittent fast. Um, again, we spoke about heavy 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 weights, and that having stronger muscles is linked to living longer. And there was a link there that I kind of linked on that study that showed that there are things. Um, you know, David Sinclair is a gentleman named David Sinclair, and he is kind of one of the most foremost experts in longevity. Um, and really, it's, it's around his science in resveratrol. Um, and I think I actually spelled that wrong in the paper here. But he's talking about resveratrol and NMN. And um, these are two molecules that work synergistically, and they work, basically work on a mitochondrial function. You remember from the Krebs cycle, NAD, and as it gives it, it is a donor 
all these things. But basically what he's found is that it increases, and I can't go into all the science because I don't understand it, but it is pretty much out there all the place. So Google David Sinclair and NMN. I think I actually have a good article here that kind of talks about, uh, it's actually it's a YouTube video. So he is, pardon me, He's talk, he talks about NMN, resveratrol, metformin, things like that in this podcast. But get on YouTube and start look, listening to some of his discussions because I think he's, he's obviously a genius. He's, I think he's almost close to six years old and he looks like he's 30. So something he's doing is working. Maybe he just got gifted with good genes. Um, but there is some science if you're into kind of longevity of, of taking NMN. Um, and there's something else that I didn't put on this sheet that I, that I should have that is something called fisetin. And he talks about fisetin here and there. But if you look at, if you look at aging um, as a, an inflammatory process, right, as a disease, and all, inf- all diseases are inflammatory processes, but if you look at aging as an inflammatory process, there's something in our bodies called senescent cells. And basically senescent cells are cells that kind of refuse to die. They just get old and toxic and they just don't get, um, they just basically don't decompose. And so fisetin is this compound that you can ingest, which helps clear senescent cells. And, and there, is some, there is some cool science around that. Um, you can ingest this. It's a liposomal fisetin carrier. Lots of things are liposomal because our, to ingest because our GI simply just eradicates a lot of stuff through the acids. But the oils, the liposomes, protect them. Um, but fisetin is a really cool thing. This fisetin and quercetin, it's called Q-U-E-C. Uh, T-I-N, I believe. Um, but fisetin has proved to be more effective. And you take it, and it, it's called a bump and run or hit and run technique where you take it for three or four days, um, a, a, a dosage three or four days a month, basically as a cleansing process to get rid of senescent cells because the, the science is now finding out there is some inflammation associated with aging, which then creates a cascade of more inflammation. So potentially that is the aging process. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that fisetin is the is the fountain of youth, but I am saying that there are probably a lot of things that are contributing to that that you can at least slow, and that is the goal to slow or even reverse, as Peter Diamandis says. There's some other harder core things like uh, rampamycin, um, and um, like there's a guy that I watch on YouTube. You know, I pretty much only watch YouTube, y'all. It's it's almost embarrassing. People will come in. And I just, I don't even know why I have cable anymore, but I just, I watch these things on biohacking or cryptocurrency or dentistry or marketing or whatever, or cars, whatever it may be. Um, but this guy named Brad, Dr. Bradley Stanfield, I think he's a, I think he's down in Australia. Um, and, uh, but I would subscribe to his channel and he talks about my longevity predictions for 2022. So he is a, uh, he talks about, he talks about uh, rampamycin a lot. He talks about metformin, you know, and some of these things the, the, for you or me, the risk might not be worth the reward. It might not be that important, um, but at least it's really interesting. If you're at all interested in it, look at this, look at that, look at that podcast with him. I'm sorry, not podcast. Look at that. It's called my longevity predictions, 2022 by Dr. Bradley Stanfield. Um, and he's going to go over go over some of that stuff. I spoke of fisetin. I spoke of the gallery test in in previous in the testing component of the peak performance, and the gallery test is now just science is now you know as, is constantly advancing and making our lives better. And the gallery test is new technology that uses computers and testing and AI and whatever to get 
to look for about 50 plus cancers through a simple blood draw. And I had this, this done because, um, because there were some concerns in my life. And now, you know, I think, I think tests like this are great for finding out, um, and, and alleviating some anxiety that may be existing in your mind related to that. Like I said, I got, I had deep level testing because I was told I had Crohn's disease back in the day. And I said, look, if I can, if I can find out more and it can alleviate some of my thinking then I'm going to do that. And yes, some of it's expensive, but like, golly, you get, you get one, you get one body, one life, one ticket, whatever you want to make you see. Um, the best investment as you've always seen is make an investment in yourself. And usually when people use that adage, right, they're talking about like, I'm going to go to this continuing education or I'm going to go to this, I'm going to invest in me in nice clothes. But like at the apex of that should be your health because health is wealth as we all know. But a lot of times we, we don't, we only use what's in our plan or we, we blow off the physical that we should have had. And I'm guilty of it as well. Um, but so it's, it's, I think that's a baseline where you're doing testing and things like that. And then, and then getting into kind of biohacking and longevity and enhancing what you have is a whole different level. One thing I think that's worth mentioning is obviously we all know what stem cells are. Um, there is stem cell, stem cell therapy is controversial here in the United States, but there are many other places doing it. Tony Robbins talks about this a lot in his book on life force. Um, I think Antigua, Antigua is trying to be in Panama, um, are becoming kind of um, universally known as the, the epicenter for doing some of these therapies um, using, you know, using, and again, I'm not going to go into the science of knowing all of it, but it's, you know, cord blood and things like that. I went in a different direction and had my, my own stem cells, right? Because we know that, that biologically, they are not going to be in conflict. There's not going to be an autoimmune response or an immune response to anything that's injected from that. As Tony talks about, he had a kind of a cytokine response when he went and, and had something addressed for his shoulder, which fixed it, but he had kind of a cytokine response. Um, but with your, own, with your own stem cells, obviously, you're not going to have that response. So I think it was three and a half years ago, I went and had stem cells harvested from my iliac crest of my hip. Um, you know, and I was awake. I didn't have to be sedated. It wasn't the most pleasant thing in the world, right? Having, having instruments go in and, and, and break that cortical plate in just a small little thing and then suck out stem cells. It's crazy, right? So when I tell people this, they're like, what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? To me, I look at it like an insurance policy. I don't know one day what I'm going to use it for, but let's just say hypothetically in 10 to 15 years from now, or even, you know, science is already there now, believe it or not, where we're going to have 3D biological printers where if my liver fails, I'm going to be able to insert new stem cells. And, and because I have my, my genome mapped, you know, it's genetically identical. I, I know this and be able to print a new organ or print some kind of therapy. But, but I didn't want to, again, be 60 because your stem cells are locked cryogenically from wherever you harvest them. And um, just the, the same reason a lot of us when we have children we are getting their stem and uh, we're getting their, their tissue and stem cells from the, from the umbilical cord. Same kind of philosophy. They will be lucky because they will have this kind of forever being able to use zero-year-old, you know, one-day-old, if you will, stem cells. I had to wait. I had to because I missed out on that opportunity. They didn't have that technology. When I was born, I, had to, I missed out on it. So I was able to take the next best thing, which when I was able to take advantage of it or found out about it, which was age 38. 
So my the stem cells are aged are 38 years old. Um, I said three and a half years, which doesn't make sense. So no, no. So actually, it would be 40. I was I had it at 42. I had it taken. Um, um, but they're they're cryogenically frozen at that point. And again, I look at it like an insurance and I've used it through this company called um, Forever Labs. And you can you can log in and look. I've actually had this guy on our podcast long, long time ago as well. And it's basically banking your own stem, right? And so why would you do that? And you know, I'm not going to read the website and go over it. I do have a code in case anyone's interested in doing it. It's not, it doesn't take long and it's not tremendously expensive. I think the pricing is actually on this page. Um, but you can get like $500 off or $250 off if you use the code PB597, which they had in my portal. So I figured I'd go ahead and tell y'all. Because um, I actually looked at the age of my STEM today in preparation for this, this call. Um, and that is it. Let me make sure I don't have anything else to talk about. Oh, there's the books. Uh, there's the books. Here, here's a great article that I think if you're into longevity, Peter Diamandis, like I say, is one of my heroes. And I just think he's on the, on the bleeding edge of all technology, whether that's medical, um, it's AI, robotics, all the things. Like that's his business is to be on the, on the cutting edge. But he wrote this article that basically says the 10 longevity resolutions for 2022. And it goes over things that we've already spoken about in this. Like, hey, prioritize your sleep. Exercise and build muscle. Number two, exercise and build muscle. Number three, look at that. 10,000 steps each day. Number four, look at that. Minimize sugar. Number five, upgrade your community. Look at that. I did not, I promise I did not steal all these from, from them. Um, do an annual physical where it's a full body upload. Drink two to three liters of water a day. Eat a whole plant-based diet. So again, like we know what to do, right? Most of us know what to do. And maybe there's some things, if you've listened to all four of these podcasts, you didn't know what to do. And now you're like, cool, here's some good ideas. I'm going to dig in. But for the most part, the core of what you were interested in, right? Knowing what to do and enhance your life and the quality of life and feel better. And we know what to do. It's eat right, sleep right, and, um, and exercise, right? Um, but here's Peter's, Peter's article. I think it's worth it. So Google... 10 longevity resolutions for 2022. Um, and then as I've alluded to, also there's this book. Um, there's this book, I'm going to copy and paste it. It's by Tony Robbins. It's his new one. And he's actually donating all the things, all the profits to charity. And let's see. I don't know why that didn't just copy. But it's called Life, uh, Life Force. And let me see. And I believe it is out now. Hopefully this will work. I know I placed the order myself. No, it's not working. But anyway, it's Tony Robbins' Life Force. Um, he does talk about things with stem cell technology, things like the gallery test, which they're doing at the company Life Force. Um, you know, they are doing full body MRIs. Um, and it's all about, you know, diagnosis at the earliest level possible in order to increase longevity. So it's finding out which could take you out early in your life and then enhancing things, whether that's nutraceuticals or, or, you know, or NMN or things like that, that are enhancing the longevity. And that's how, uh, and that's kind of where science, the medical science is right now in terms of the longevity protocols. So that is it. I, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this series. I've had this on my list of to do's for a long time. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, which I think is just fascinating, and I alluded to it, 
and this is still in, in longevity, is something called escape velocity. And Peter Diamandis talks about this a lot. I believe Tony talked, is going to talk about that tremendously in the life force. But escape velocity is, or longevity escape velocity, is really gaining traction in the medical community. And it is a point for every year we survive, we gain an extra year, right? So the net is, the net net is zero. You aged a year, but you gained a year. So, you know, obviously you're pretty smart and you're deducing from this. Well, that means I could live in perpetuity. I don't know. Who knows? No one knows. Um, but as research continues to progress, life expectancy will, be, will continually be extended longer than the time that is passing. So that's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy to think about. Peter Diamandis always says, like kind of in, in jest, like science and medicine are advancing so fast, just don't die from something stupid, right? Like don't race your car or go on a motorcycle jump or something. Just don't die of anything stupid and you're going to have, you're going to be able to extend your life because, because AI and computing and all the things are, like I said, converging into. There's another guy, if you're interested in this, his name is Aubrey de Grey and I think he's the father of longevity. Um, and from a scientist, he's involved in a number of companies. Um, and he thinks that he thinks that long that that escape velocity will be reached by the year 2036. So in about 14 years, right, holding on for about 14 more years, um, we will have the advantage of being able to for every year that we're alive on Earth, potentially getting one back through advancements in science and tech. Um, and then also never suffering from age-related ill health at any age. So that's pretty neat. I think that's pretty neat. Um, and again, this whole series, this whole bonus pod was, was I, I wanted to do it, A, because I, I'm fascinated with a lot of this stuff. I didn't want to go too in-depth with nerding out on this, but I, I, I wanted to keep it very topical and give kind of the highlights of what I like and study. Um, at the same part, at the same time, I think it's, it's, um, like I've said in, in jest, like sharing is caring. And, and if you can, if you can illuminate someone to kind of some of the things that are going on, and I'm not saying I'm the expert in any of the aforementioned things I talked about any of the four, but if you can kind of, kind of make some breakthroughs for someone and change even just a little bit, like that's a, that's a win for me. And lastly, it's really just to take care of you. I've mentioned multiple times in the podcast we get one ticket, we get one body, and a lot of people, especially, you know, in dentistry, you know, at dentistry, we are the bosses and we are the leaders typically, and there are a lot of people because you have gone to school so long and you have invested in yourself that now you have a lot of people depending on you, whether it's your family, your teams, or their families, um, or even your friends. So there's a lot of people depending on you. Not that other people don't have that, but I think in dentistry, we have a disproportionate amount. So it, it is incumbent upon us. It's important that we take care of ourselves because, because I think we, in serving so many people, we forget that, that we forget to serve ourselves. So put your own mask on first. Take care of yourself because lots of people love you, especially this guy. We'll see y'all later.